We talk about the new Lexus NX and also how to get a job in this business next on Talking Cars. Hey there, welcome to Talking Cars with Consumer Reports. I'm Tom Mutchler. I'm John Linkove. And I'm Mike Quincy. Parked behind us here in the podcast Thunderdome is the new Lexus NX. This is a very, very important car for Lexus. What are your thoughts, John? So I had a couple days with it. Um, I like it overall. I was surprised at the F-Sport trim because the seats were a little yeah, narrow for me. Yeah, they provided the press car. They yeah. provided an F-Sport. Exactly. Any Enthusiast magazine is going to want the sporty F-Sport. Yeah, I don't think most people are going to like the narrow seats. But aside from that, controls are really <laughs> nice uh, in, in the sense that they're at hand. You know, my wife said, particularly, she remarked on how close everything was. I don't think she would like navigating around the little touchpad. That was a little weird. Um, yeah, the car gave up Lexus's, the mouse is dead. Yeah. Or the mouse was caught. The mouse pad, right. On, maybe on tar paper somewhere in the back. Uh, no, that's horrible. Now, there, now, there's, now there's a touchpad for, for navigating the screen. Michael, your I was going to wait for you to comment on the touchpad since you are kind of the controls guy. But that being said, uh, the, the, the NX isn't bad. It's a nice size. Mm, uh, size. I loved the steering wheel. I loved the way the car felt. It was relatively quiet inside. I think the F-Sport trim, as John mentioned before, you, maybe you're making some compromises with a slightly stiffer ride. It, mm -hmm. it isn't kind of like what you think of when a Lexus, it, isn't, it didn't bring back memories of the Lexus CT or anything like that. No, no, but, this is but, better done than a but, CT but it's or, a, or an IS. This it, is better exactly. done yep. than either one of those. It, it's, it's a little stiff, but, but again, the, the size really appealed to me. The, the, the responsive turbocharged engine, that was kind of fun. I mm -hmm. always popped it in the performance uh, of setting. Um, it, it's a very appealing car. It has a lot of good things going I'd for it. I'd say even on the comfort and the uh, eco modes, you know, there's still plenty of performance. Um, getting the kids in the car seats in were fine. They liked it because they could see out. The, the front. They can see out. They could I'm see out. I'm surprised by that because the belt line, the driver can't see well, out. And, and that's the thing. thing. The, the kids in the back, I have a, one in a booster seat and then one who's in a uh, front-facing uh, convertible. And they both could see out. They both were, were engaged with what's going on outside and not at each other because mm -hmm. they, were, they were blinded. So that worked out well. Um, though my two-year-old was scared of the front. He did yeah. call it the scary car the with that predator-looking face. Like the jaws. Yeah. The so, yeah. That was a little the, weird. The Spendo grill's just weird. It's not growing no. on me. Well, it's just... as, as John mentioned about his kids, if, if Lexus or any other car company are worried about attracting a younger audience, my 14-year-old mm. son thought, he's, first he knows it was the F-Sport. So you, that, that, you must give him a lot of allowance. That immediately, <laughs> that immediately you know, drew, drew his attention. He thought it was cool. But he, he loved the interior trim. He loved like the red and black yeah. uh, seats. He liked the stitching along the dashboard. Yeah. I mean, that, that really you know, jumped out to him if, of course, you're catering to a 14-year-old. Well, you know, it's always good to cater at the young at heart. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think that's the thing that's different here. This, this is based on, this is a RAV4 based car. Uh, it doesn't feel like a RAV4. Yeah, it, does, it does not have the practicality of a RAV4, nowhere near it. Uh, but it's also not a conventional Lexus. This is not a pillowy, floaty, mm -hmm. happy Lexus RX. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, a lot of companies talk about design language and where they are and their positioning. I'm not sure exactly where they're positioning it. Are they going more towards BMW fighter? Are they going towards the Buick side? They're, they're, they're leaning more- They're going towards piles of money. Well, Lexus, well, and yeah, Lexus is go. going toward younger. I mean, they, they've got to get younger. Yeah. They're Do they have to? I think so. Older, I think, people, I think, I think older every, people have more money. Yes, they do, but you're trying to get the next generation customer. You're trying to get a customer for life. So you want to start. I think you're trying to pull the guy out of Audi, out of BMW, mm -hmm. and that's why. Yeah. You, and that's why you're making this. That's a, that's a that's a fair that's a fair point. Uh, those looking at a Q5 
might say, hmm, let's see what Lexus has. Yeah, yeah, it's a tweener kind of car too. You know, maybe it's not, it's, it's, I don't know if it's necessarily as roomy as a Q5 um, in the feel. Dimensionally, yeah, may, no, they may be on no, paper dimensionally, but it doesn't feel the Q's as a little roomier, but it's a little more like, a, like the Volvo uh, XC60 in the field, getting in and out and stuff like that for mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see a normal version. It'll be interesting, non-sporty. Yeah, right. The visibility which, to the back Which will is obviously really be, their, be their biggest seller. They're not yeah. going to sell tons of F-Sports, and, and their traditional Lexus older buyer won't go for the F-Sport. Yeah, I think what's interesting is that uh, there's no higher engine, there's no higher yeah. performance engine model available. Instead, there will be a hybrid. Yep. And I think they're doing something that the RAV4 should have done a long time ago, you know, in providing, this is going to be, I believe, the first all-wheel drive Toyota four-cylinder hybrid that we get here. Mm -hmm. uh, a RAV, maybe that indicates that there will be a RAV4 hybrid, although there's a lot of body pan differences here. But still, that car would be a no-brainer. Right. Cost. Uh, ha, ha, is but, it but easier how, to... how many times have we been asked, where's the, where is the hybrid SUVs yeah. after the Ford Escape went away? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why aren't they making hybrid SUVs? Yeah. I think a hybrid RAV4 would, even if it was, oh, yeah. let's say RAV4 now is 28, even if it was 30 or 31. I I, it's easier to pass that off in a, in a Lexus product. Um, you know, it's easier to hide the cost. Exactly, exactly, the hybrid. So, you know, which in, in a Highlander, which has a higher price point and in, in, in such than a smaller than a RAV, which is why you don't see a CRV. I have a friend who keeps telling me a fit hybrid would be great, and I'm sure it would be great, but it would be a $30,000 fit, you know, like the electric <laughs> and such. So, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Um, you know, it, it's a growing segment, and Lexus sorely needed something that wasn't RX, you know. You know oh, definitely. But, but Tom, you mentioned the mouse is dead. I was really interested to hear what you thought of the new control layout. Oh, it's a mess. Uh, you know, everything's close at hand, but it's mm -hmm. not all right. equally at hand. Like, the climate controls are bulging out at me. Okay. The radio controls are underneath this, this overhanging ledge. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the mouse controller's down here. You're, you know, it, it tries. It gives you feedback through right. it, it as you move through the different screens. Uh, I want to say you know, I, think that I, I, I don't think I drive is worse. I don't think I drive is worse. Yeah. I don't think MMI is worse anymore. Right. You know they're getting the, wow. the yeah. <laughs> stop the well, no, well, no no here's what's happening here's what's happening uh, the Germans the Germans aren't don't ever think the Germans are stupid uh -uh, uh, they are <laughs> making things simpler they are making the lay the screen layout simpler I think that's where. The controller itself is fine. It, but you know, they're not admitting that they were wrong initially. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. Again, they are. They, no, no, again, they're, they're, they would like to sell money. They would like to have customers more satisfied. Mm -hmm. Having them confused by cars doesn't help. I think the software in this was a little off, too, being a pre-production car, because it, it did some jumpings. It, it would cut out on songs on my iPod, well, you know, um, it's funny. stuff like that. The, so. car, the car has a hang tag on the sun visor. Hey, this is a pre-production vehicle. By the way. Know, right. know that you know, it's not quite done. So whatever you like, oh, that's production. That's production. Whatever yeah. you don't like, pre-production, yeah. we'll, we'll fix it, we'll solve it. It definitely won't be like that. Yeah, and, and I, I love all the, the options, the variations of how you can take the, 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 the display in between, in the, in near the speedometer and, and the tachometer. What was that kind of squiggly? Oh, the spider graph. Yeah, yeah it's, it's got a, it's a lateral G Lateral G. You can see the dot move when you accelerate, and then when you hit the brakes hard, in, in, in a, a, a F-Sport. F-Sport. F-Sport, yeah. okay. you know. Okay. Anyway, this is, this is a category Lexus should have, <laughs> You know, we're not in the business at Consumer Reports of telling car companies how to make money. But a plusher, a, a higher level RAV4 is a no-brainer. Yep. We expect this will be a, a big seller for Lexus. Certainly. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it does when we, we buy a non-F-Sport version to test down the road. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we continue to get comments on the YouTubes about someone's uh, GTI show and certain things they said. <laughs> From Ed Fan, oh God, please go back to review your refrigerator and microwaves. That sounds like an MTV song. Yeah. Uh, this is truly <laughs> sad for CR. Kyle Wesley, since when does anyone who actually knows anything about cars care about Consumer Reports opinions? That Toyota oh. Camry sure is a wonderful car. Here, here's the irony, here's the irony. Quincy's getting <laughs> for saying something isn't sporty enough. If we loved toasters, if we loved blenders so much, mm -hmm. yeah, it's great, it, it's got red stitching. Sporty. And no one would care. <laughs> I, still, I still feel strongly about the, that GTI. I don't, I don't take back any of the things that I said. It, 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 didn't, it didn't wow me, and I wanted it to wow me. Yeah. yeah you take know, that as you want. Look, here's something. Here, the new GTI isn't as good as the last one. Sometimes car manufacturers build a vehicle that's so great and so good and it does everything well, it's really hard to, to summit that. Um, let's also remember, this is the same company Volkswagen that brought us the American Passat, which is a big yawner in fanboy world. The extraordinarily, the, world, the very American Jetta. And the very American mm -hmm. Jetta. In fanboy world, they're all angry about it. They want the German car, they want it. So you know what, Volkswagen, does make errors. I'm still angry they don't have a Westphalia camper here. That's true. Oh, With a manual and a... And a, and and a, a diesel? Yeah, diesel, oh, right? All-wheel drive. If, if, v, they'd have if my VW money. could make a stylish, cool minivan, they'd, I think they'd sell a ton oh, of them. Oh, you mean the Rutan wasn't a stylish? A ton of but, them. Cool. But, but, but a couple of years ago, Tom, you said VW is on this quest to be a big seller. Everyone said that. VW yeah. and... Even VW. They want and so they, they, they give up. They give, you, you give up some of your edge. I think if, in, if many ways, in many ways it's a better car. It might not be a more fun car. It might not be a more exciting car. Mm -hmm. it it's different. Be, it may score like a Toyota Camry. Do it really well overall. But do you want But not be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And, and it may very well be. And you know what? When a fanboy says something in the woods, does anybody? No. You know, no. And actually, someone on YouTube, <laughs> someone on YouTube made a good comment. Anything we said about the GTI, we should make the same comment about the Volt. Uh, I'm sorry, the BMW 3 Series, and we do. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We think the new 3 Series has lost steering feel. Yep. It is still an all-around fantastic car. Mm -hmm. And no the GTI, no question, pretty much falls in that category. Uh, you know, that's the thing about this job is that we have an opinion about a car. Everyone out there is things they're an expert. Everyone out there who even hasn't driven the car wants to go at it. It's one of the downsides of this business, but there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot of upsides of this business. And we got a question about that. I have a question for Mike Quincy. That's you. Underneath your name, when you're introduced, this is auto specialist. How does someone become an auto specialist? Is there a degree for it? I'm just wondering because I really want to work in the auto industry. I went, to, I went to the University of Auto Specialists, no. It's, um, a, it's <laughs> a really nice school. They have ivory growing up the sides of a, a three series. I, it's I'm, really I'm, nice. I'm sure, I'm sure that you guys get this question a lot because we do have cool jobs. We, we write about cars, we drive cars, and I'm asked a, a lot, how, how, do you, how do you get into this? Well, the, usually my answer is either, well, you're gonna approach it from an, like an automotive, uh, from a journalist standpoint, studying like English and writing and whatnot, or you might be uh, pursuing it from, from an engineering standpoint. Yes, you well, guys are the writer guys, mm -hmm. I'd be engineer guy. Right, so um, I think if, if you're interested in becoming an automotive journalist, uh, you, you gotta take a lot of classes in, in college on writing. Uh, you've gotta be willing to start at the bottom, start at your local newspaper. You might even start at a blog and they're not gonna pay you anything 
anything, but at least you get yourself in the habit of writing, meeting deadlines, uh, and you start developing a, a, a book of, of, of clips so you can show people. And you just have to knock on a lot of doors. You have to be ready for a lot of rejection. But, but it, I, I truly think that if you can believe it, you can become it, you have to really have that thing, as my uncle used to say, that thing that keeps you up at night. Uh, don't be afraid to pursue Heart it. Burn. Well, that, that too, but I mean, he, he, was, he made his life as a musician in New York City for wow. about 40 years mm -hmm. and managed to, to, to make his rent. So he, he believes in a long shot. Uh, I believe in a long shot. And I think if there's something like this that seems like, oh my gosh, it has the, the, the turnover rate of the Supreme Court, which is what a former uh, car and driver uh, <laughs> editor once told me about yeah. trying to break into the business. Yeah. Um, um, but these days, I think it's getting a little bit easier just because there's it's, more It's outlets. a much more dynamic business. Right. Um, John, your thoughts? Um, major in journalism, minor in business, so that you have something to fall back on. It's a very hard <laughs> thing to get into. I have a broadcast journalism degree. I worked for a marketing company doing work. I freelanced on the side. I fell into this job by luck. Um, you know, it's, it's a tough business, and, and there's a lot of people in the industry who are longtime people who are scrape, scrapping for work right now. So um, have your heart yeah, set on it, but always have a backup plan. Yeah, you know, this is what happened. On, on the one hand, it's become easier to get in the business because there's so many so blogs. So much digital. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so much digital. On the other hand, it's become harder to get into the business because yeah. anyone can get into it now. Um, you know, the media world is shrinking. Or, or it's, it's both expanding and it's shrinking. shrinking. Yeah, the yeah. old school media mm -hmm. world is, you know, Road and Track laid off most of their staff. No, Automobile. automobile. Yeah. Well, automobile. Road and Track did Road too. And track has, yeah. it's, it's one of those things, like, I think you and I have talked about this, you know, thank your lucky stars in the sense, like, it's great that we have it. It's, I thank my lucky stars that I have it. It has bureaucratic annoyances that get you down. Any job but does. Any, but any, any job does. Job but this is. has a lot of perks that if I'm really annoyed, I can drive a 911 around the racetrack. Uh, you know, and shred tires. And, or I and can take home a Camry. You can take home a Camry, that's right. You can take home a GTI. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boy. But yeah, you know, but, but, that's, that's the thing. Journalism, project management, um, you know, comprehensive knowledge of, of, of the industry and be able to retain those facts and a backup plan. Well, I think it's also crank the stuff out. Mm -hmm. Get out there. Get yeah. published. I mean, that's one of the great things about Jalopnik's recent redesign is it's mm -hmm. letting a lot more people get into this. And the more you write, the more you're out there, mm -hmm just the better chance you have. Yep. Um, you know, yep. Give it a shot. We certainly wish you the best. One more question. Do you guys ever talk about the Nissan Altima? Is it a good car to buy? It's had its reliability issues with, with yeah, the- Yeah, the first year, the 13 mm -hmm. was not yeah. good. In fact, I'm, I'm working on a project now and there's a lot of recalls and a lot of service campaigns and a lot of updates for those, those first models. Um, however, I have friends that I put into one and they love it, the four cylinder. They like the seats. You know, whether it's the zero gravity or whatever, they like the seats. <laughs> I still don't know they, what that they means. They put, put two kids in the back seat. They like it, very roomy. They take it on trips out from here to Long Island and that's some summer traffic to deal with. So they're very sure. comfortable with that. You know, it, it's, it's a solid fuel efficient sedan um, and it probably has a little more excitement than that darn Toyota Camry. Um, but what I noticed is when you asked that question, there was this pause, there was this hesitation. It's like, <clears throat> but yeah. my, 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 my take, the, the fuel economy in the four-cylinder is really incredible. Yes, it is. The V6 model that we tested was luxurious. It was powerful. I liked driving it. Uh, has Nissan figured out the reliability issues? I'm not so sure. But, no. but, I, but I really find, the, especially the V6 or the higher-end trims on the Altima to be, a, to be very appealing families. Yeah, I mean, the, the hesitation I have is that recent Nissan products, the Altima, the Pathfinder, yep. uh, to some extent, the Sentra, they've been really cost cut. Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. feel 
they just feel thinner. Mm -hmm. they, they, they just don't have the substance, uh, even that earlier Nissans have, and certainly not the substance that mm -hmm. many other competitors uh, in the segment have, especially when you start to get to the Fusion or the Malibu, which are very solid feeling cars. Mm -hmm. uh, Let alone an Accord. Yeah, Stylish. yeah, and an Accord, yeah. an Accord manages to be lightweight yet feel more substantial than than an Altima. That's my biggest hesitation. So, so what do you think Nissan's angle is with, with the Altima? Is it, I, is no, it is I, sporty? I think, is it luxurious? Is it cheap? Is it fuel economy? What what do they? What do you think they they push when they? No, when they I, I think it's fuel economy. It's size. It's it's a lot of value for the money. Price. There's there's a reason it's so common in rental fleets. Mm -hmm. It is a good all around sedan that is totally unexciting. Yeah, it's unremarkable. And, and mm -hmm. you know, unless you buy a loaded V6, and even then, it just, you know, it, it's a, and, and, it's and a and nice it's car. Yeah, and then it, then it gets expensive. Mm -hmm. So I hope that answered that question for you. As always, we appreciate hearing from our readers. Feel free to send us your questions. Hopefully, we'll get to them. Until then, we'll see you next time.